This podcast is brought to you in part by Shorewinder, the industry-leading tool for winding residential and commercial springs with a cordless drill. Let us shoulder the burden for you. And check us out at Shorewinder.com. This podcast is brought to you in part by Shorewinder, the industry-leading tool for winding residential and commercial springs with a cordless drill. Let us shoulder the burden for you. And check us out at Shorewinder.com. Hey guys, welcome to Torsion Talk Podcast. We're here at IDA Expo, day two. I've got two guests here with me today. I've got Mark Dubois. It is not Dubois, as I had originally anticipated. Um, I've got Jameson, and they're both from Hodges. Uh, Charles Hodges and Son. Charles Hodges and Son. So uh, thank you guys for joining the podcast. Thank you for having us. Appreciate you guys. Um, I'm familiar with Mark because I see you all the time yep. in the Facebook groups. So um, we have some familiarity, but I'm not very familiar with you, Jameson. Yeah, sure. I'll give you a little background. Uh, we are a fourth generation family business in Baltimore. Uh, my great grandfather started the company in 1934. Wow. And uh, he was friends with uh, Gary Kelly, who invented the first dock leveler. Wow. So we became the first Kelly dealer. Uh, in the country back, I guess, late 40s, early 50s. And- um, Heard good things about those. Yeah, the Kelly Dock equipment, yeah. it's good stuff. So we're, we have exclusive Kelly distribution rights for Maryland, DC, Virginia. Um, and then- That's a good gig for you then. It's pretty good. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I bought my father and my uncle out a few years ago. Yeah. And um, uh, over the years, I mean, we've been tied to the industry for a long time. My father invented the uh, airbag dock leveler. Okay. Which he then licensed to Kelly. Nice. So, um, uh, yeah, basically bought bought the previous generation out uh, two years ago, and in that period of time, we brought our labor in house. We used to subcontract, so now all the labor's in house. We now have all the trucks and the mechanics, and um, so we've been growing like crazy the last few years. That's awesome, man. Cool yeah. story. Yeah. So, like, the garage door was invented, like what? 1920 something <laughs> i don't know is that, that right the first boulder that, that they right. that they rolled so in you front guys of the cave. got in like shortly after <laughs> so your grandfather was uh considered like a uh, early adopter i guess yeah yeah that's pretty cool we tried to stay out of the door business over uh you know over the years we tried to stay in the niche dock equipment side of things yeah. and uh vrcs were a distributor for flow industries vertical reciprocating conveyors freight lifts essentially and um uh, high-speed doors and then over the years you have these big distribution centers where if you're in the dock business you've got to also be in the door business yeah. and so uh, we've essentially the Entromatic Kelly family now that they have Amar mm -hmm. as uh, part of their umbrella and um, uh, Albany and Dynaco high-speed doors so now we're we distribute all that and we provide turnkey okay you know, so solutions. you went from distributor to service company Distributor, installation, service, parts, the whole nice. nine yards. So I'm very curious because I'm getting into like distribution now. Um, I, I don't love the idea of buying wholesale and selling wholesale, mm -hmm. but it's a revenue generator. And for us, we already have the parts. We already have everything. We created like an e-commerce site and we're selling parts and doors locally. Um, and we're about to, we're actually in three quarters of the way through revamping our website to sell nationally and mm -hmm. kind of customize the site. So help me understand, how do you run, do you run them completely different? Are they different businesses? 
or do you lump it all into one business and just kind of uh, set operations in place? Technically, we have two, I own, it's two companies, Charles Hodges and Son, which is the old family business, which is the distributor for the Kelly Dock equipment. Okay. Um, that's one side. Two years ago, I started a company called Hodges Mechanical, which uh, brought all the mechanics in-house, bought all the service trucks, and essentially Charles Hodges and Son subcontracts Hodges Mechanical. Yeah. It's all coming, it's all under the same right, right, tent, right. but it- I was just curious how you structure it. Yeah, and, and we are, you know, What's great about the Kelly product line is it's, uh, there's a lot of proprietary stuff right. there. And so by having exclusive distribution rights, it's, it's, it's not exactly wholesale. You. It's, you know, yeah. we're, we're providing to the end users right. and we're actually self-installing and all yeah. that. I was talking more about me selling wholesale. But, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so you've been in the industry like three generations. Four, yeah. Four. You like birthed into the world they give you some tools and tell you to get after it or like how did you get into it i uh let's was see. it expected? I, I had no no it was not expected i studied engineering at university of virginia okay and, good school man you must uh, be smart it was it was a good time um played football nice and then, what position i was a long snapper okay yeah gotta and, have them man <laughs> yeah without them you're screwed yeah i had too many concussions got whacked in the head once or twice so well, the they're trying to go by you, right? You're, you're the you're the straightest line to the punter. The point of the spear, right? Yeah, I mean, kicker. So, yeah, so. so anyway, I finished that up and uh, came back to Baltimore. And at that time, my father was ready to retire. And so he and I overlapped for about four months. So I think in those four months, he probably fired me three times, and I probably quit three times. Oh, yeah, bro. And then, <laughs> it wouldn't be fun without that, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. And then I basically was a thorn in my uncle's side for 17 years, and, uh, and I finally convinced him to sell out. So that's kind of how we got here. That's but a good strategy. Make your family miserable. Definitely. Hit them low. I'd buy the company. I devalued the business. Yeah. <laughs> for, for, <laughs> Pretty I love easily. It. I love it. Yeah. Good, good strategy. I mean, you went to Virginia, so you must have known what you were doing. Um, all right. So what's your plans? What are you, uh, where are you trying to go with it? Man, we, it's been a whirlwind the last two years. We built a new office. Um, we've tripled in revenue. We've went from four employees to 16. Um, I'm actually in the process of building out a metal fabrication shop right now. Uh, we bought a CNC plasma cutting table and nice. powder cut the whole nine yards. Making Adrian jealous. Yeah, so we've got we have fab metal fabrication abilities. Um, I uh, I got patents a few years ago on a hold down for a mechanical dock leveler, and so I've been uh, uh, working on getting that off the ground. But you know, there's only so many hours in the day here. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we're so just. Do you have a general manager or anything for like? operational purposes or are you running the day-to-day -day for both uh i have an office manager and then i have five salesmen okay and i in this past few months started basically pushing back from project management and running my own accounts all of our salesmen are on straight commission they get 40 percent of the profit on every job they do and so what i've done now is i just now go out and sell jobs pass them off to my guys and uh, they're also selling on their own. So it'll free my time up more to do business development and grow. Yeah, because it sounds like you got a lot of ideas, big, good ideas. Mm. And if you can continue that and implement them mm -hmm. at a higher level, right. like I'm talking, I don't know if you know Matt Weber. <laughs> no. So um, he and I 
bounce a lot of stuff off each other, super bright guy. Uh, and he took over his family business. And he's doubled like every year for the past four years. Which it's hard is to ridiculous. keep up with that. Yeah, for real. So I, uh, I'm having conversations with him about, you know, high level stuff. How do you get out of the ditch? Mm. And uh, I recently hired a general manager. Uh, I found out I was in the middle of hiring him when I did my interview with him on the podcast originally. And he was telling me how he hired a general manager and delegated everything in that transition. Yep. And he's really good about speaking with that or about that. And so, um, I don't know, it just sounds like you got a lot going on. And I recently, about three months ago, I hired a professional engineer that used to own a family business. It was a uh, labeling business. And uh, he's, he's worked out fantastic. So sure. I brought him in. Um, he'll ultimately, he's becoming a kind of a right-hand man. Nice. And uh, so we do all the Amazon distribution centers, or a lot of them. Yeah. And uh, it's just that account alone is enough to drown somebody. Yeah, and sure. so I stuck that on him day one. Yeah. <laughs> so. They're super rich and they got machines packing boxes, but yeah. they can't figure out how to keep forklifts away from garage doors. Uh -huh. exactly. how is, I don't understand. Exactly. Like, it's crazy. Yep. Yep. So. And it's nonstop. And they want it done yesterday. Mark, how long have you worked there? Uh, two weeks now. <laughs> really? Yep. Dang. <laughs> Been in the industry 20 years, but for him, two weeks. So were you local to him or did you uh, travel to him? Uh, it actually all came through deplorables. You relocated? Yeah. He actually reached out for help and we came down and then we worked out an agreement and nice. here I am. Good job, yeah. man. So I'm in a place right now where I'm just, I I'm trying to figure this out because it seems like a lot of commercial guys will relocate. Um, and we're like desperate yeah. for somebody good. And I just keep striking out, man. It's like, hard. There's the, yep. like, if I, like I tell my wife, we talk about my son, he's six. I'm like, babe, teach him to be a commercial garage door guy. Get him trained up he real fast. He will always have a job. <laughs> yes. Like, and it's like a bidding war right now. And it I mean, is. It's crazy. And we've, we're paying pretty much top dollar, but yeah, you know, I'm offering top dollar, but we're getting, you know, Mark's fantastic. So we, you're just good. Like you saw him, like to say, describe a little bit about how that relationship came about. So the I was introduced by another one of my techs, Jacob Gearman. Um, yeah, he's on the Garage Door Tech Deplorables. Yeah. He says you got to get on this site. Somer is a European-based garage door opener manufacturer who has recently opened Somer USA out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Serving more than 90 countries worldwide, with our 40 years of experience, Somer produces one of the highest quality openers on the market. Combining German engineering and manufacturing, Somer uses direct drive technology to make their openers and opener accessories durable, long-lasting, quiet, and with the maximum lifting force. Further, Somer has earned both IDA and DASMA certifications by maintaining the quality and innovation standards set in place by national and international garage door associations. Maintaining these standards has allowed Somer to create the most versatile operator on the market, featuring unique optimization and diagnostic tools to make their operator perfect for every job and every customer. For more information on Somer operators, visit somer USA.com. That's S O M M E R USA.com or contact their Charlotte office at 877 766 6607. It's Jacob Gearman. Um, yeah. He's on the Garage Door Tech Deplorables. Yeah. He says, You got to get on this site. We were we had a job that had 185 uh, dock door, 9 by 10 dock doors and a bunch of drive ins. And 
my in-house guys were just it wasn't enough help to get it all done and yeah. and a lot of my normal subs were tied up and I talked to Jacob I said how do we how do we skin this cat and so he said all right get on Let the deplorable site so I put a post up and there's just crickets because I was nobody to anybody yeah. at that point and so and then Jacob gets on and he puts a post and says hey guys you know and he put the flag up and said we need help and all of a sudden everybody came flying in and so I got to meet all these great guys I mean uh, the list goes on but uh, Mark uh, Mark here is one of them and um, so I need to sell a big ass job that I can't handle yeah. and then go on there and be like I need y'all's yes. help okay I get it now that, that's right. a, and then you and gotta then, poach the guys yeah, yeah and then poach the guys <laughs> from the other. yeah I got you all right I yeah exactly so I um I've got it's kind of a sticky situation for me because I own a door company we're trying to grow it I own a marketing company I do a podcast so I find myself being very careful not to step on toes of potential clients who would hire us for marketing, mm. but also recruit nationally to get garage door guys yeah. is more difficult, right? It's a yeah. Uh, yeah, and I don't, I mean, I don't mean any ill feelings towards anybody trying to recruit people, but I mean, I'm- It's business. It's business. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and I've been recruiting talent since I was 19 years old as a manager. Uh, all the way till now, I've never really been big on like doing an ad. I try to find really yeah. good talent and just go after them. It's usually just through relationships, and yeah. it helps if you find people that are family oriented. Right. You know that really helps yeah. people that have kids, especially because then they're usually they cease to be selfish. Yeah. And uh, and they're, you know, they usually have bills to pay. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, you get those single guys that want to dip out yeah. of two and drink a beer. Oh exactly. uh, yeah. 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 So tell me a little bit about um, what was attractive to going over there other than top dollar, apparently. <laughs> yeah. You went over there, you did some doors. He seems like a really cool yeah. boss to have. And yep. tell me a little bit about what attracted you to say, all right, I'm going to pack up and we're moving. Well, I, I will not do residential work. Okay. I've, been at, I've done that way too long. And he's just, you know, he's offering the big jobs, the dock levelers, the vertical docks you know high speeds everything like that and that's what i want to do i want to yeah. get bigger and better and how long have you been doing commercial doors uh commercial about 10 years okay all together so you 20. know your stuff oh yeah yeah yep that's cool and you lived where prior to moving to maryland north jersey like north way jersey. up north so it wasn't a horrible transition that's yeah, like three and a half hours and you're married yeah my wife's right so, there yeah how was it <laughs> you're cool with packing up she's she's staying in jersey oh she's I staying moved. Dang. Temporarily. You out. Temporarily. <laughs> Get out of here. No, seriously. Go take that job. Yep. Yeah. So you guys planning on, I guess, moving her to Maryland at some point? Eventually, yes. Okay. Yep. And you have kids? Yeah, I got three. 20, okay. 21, 18, and 10. All right. Dang, bro. <laughs> yeah, we had our first child at 20, so. Okay. So y'all were youngins. Yeah. All right. So. You got kids. You probably don't want to just uproot them no. and, and move them right away. But, yeah, yeah I get it. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. It sounds like you guys have a really good operation. Yeah. How many commercial guys do you have? Uh, they're all, well, they're all commercial. So, uh, at the moment, we Who's have. Who's your best? What's his phone number? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, right. He better say me. Sorry, I had, to, I had to do that. I saw the opportunity. I was like, I'm just going to give it a shot. No. Yeah, we've got, uh, we have eight techs, five okay. trucks, and, uh, we should have two more starting up here soon. We're, my suites, we went from no techs at the beginning of the year to now eight. Wow. I would like to have 10 
and then just ride out this year with 10 techs and five trucks. So before having all the talent, yeah. you had the business because of the dock level well, relationship. What we did was we had a relationship with a subcontractor of ours that okay. had our name on their trucks, okay. and they worked for us every day. And if we Why had- Why did you decide to go away from that? Uh, the cost, the um, cost was a big part of it, but also as we were getting bigger, they didn't have the manpower that we needed yeah. to be able to get these big jobs done. There's a big difference from having employees it's, and subcontractors. It, it was, so for 85 years, we subcontracted our labor and now we're every, and I, I was always told, no, let, don't bring it in house. It's too much headache. You, you have to include everybody in benefits and profit sharing, all this craziness. And, um, and finally I said, as soon as I took the, the reins, I said, screw it. Let's, let's, Good let's make you, a run man. of it. That's a big jump. It was a big jump. And when, you know, I got rid of a bunch of headaches and then I got, you know, eight more headaches. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing is with, I don't think employees understand, and I'm, I'm probably going to sit down with my staff but if you pay somebody, I'm just throwing a rough number out, $60,000, okay? Let's just say yeah. we're paying them sixty grand. I don't think they realize that it costs the employer like seventy-five. Oh yeah, to employ uh, them. You got FICA, right? you got uh, we're paying you got, part like income tax. We're paying the payroll tax, all of it, healthcare yeah. portion of that. I mm -hmm. mean, like in it, in the insurance. You know, you're paying, uh, it, you know, not a ton, but per employee, per dollar, we get hit for everything we pay them. So when I made the decision to bring labor in-house, I, I was a little naive as to what those costs were gonna be. Oh, and yeah. I, when Me I did too. the numbers and I said, hey, even if I keep these guys busy 75% of the time, and this yeah. is what I'm paying them, it's still gonna work itself out great. Yeah. And you know, this is how much cheaper it's gonna be than subbing. And then once you actually do it, and all of a sudden it's, <laughs> oh, I, Sam, you got the gas insurance. for the trucks, yep. you got, you know, insurance, and somebody whacked the fender on this. And, yep. you know, it's a million things that you don't anticipate. Yep. And so, so if we if we hire a new tech, buy them a truck, tools, toolboxes, yep. wrap, and then all the costs of bringing them on board. Yep. So we did the analysis. You know how much it cost us just to bring a new guy on? A hundred grand? No, <laughs> not not the upfront with but, his, with his salary. With his truck and the we're not, well, we're not buying a hundred thousand dollar truck. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, so if you if you take the truck total cost and move that out. Yeah, right. Just just I mean, we we finance our trucks. Sure. So um, I'm not counting the payment on the truck. Yep. But all the stuff that has to go into the truck, the tools and everything else. Yeah. Um, and the onboarding process, we're at like sixty seven to seventy two. Uh, $100. Just to say you're hired, come on board. Oh, yeah. I, and and that's our first 30 days. That's how much it cost yeah. us to bring somebody on board on a new truck and everything. And if those people leave within the first six months, we lose our ass. I just went through that. Yeah. And it's horrible. And so I, I, <laughs> I am to the point now where we're trying to grow fast. But you don't want to hire too fast because you don't want to hire the wrong people. You don't want to hire the wrong people. So I'm we're we're family owned. I'm I'm the owner, and I um I'm trying to grow fast, hire slow, which is freaking almost impossible. Um, but that's where I mean that's where you get your foundation. And if you hire the wrong person, it can change the dynamic of the whole 
team. Yeah. And we just went through that. And I don't want to go through it again. Bring one bad apple in. Yeah. Yeah, dude. There's a lot of big personalities and that's where 99% of the headaches come from. And most of the guys that you're hiring as employees were subs before. Mm -hmm. And they have this mentality that, you know, it's my time. It's my time. Right. And you're like, dude, it's not your time anymore. Like, I bought your time. You're an employee now. <laughs> right. Like, if I need you to wait for 30 minutes so I get somebody out there for something, you got to chill out and not have an attitude. Like, it's Exactly. Your you're time. getting paid no yeah. matter what. I'm paying you to sit there. Yeah. Right? You know, so Relax. It's, Don't upset yeah. the customer. Right. So <laughs> I think that there's a, a, a crazy dynamic with the difference between contractors and, and employees. And um, I'm interested to hear from your perspective when you hired the, the people as employees, were they subcontractors before? And do you guys have that dynamic where people sometimes struggle with the transition of being a contractor and now they're an employee? You got no idea. <laughs> so you're dealing with the same thing I am. Yes, Yeah. I do, and, exactly. And you probably love your guys to death just I like do. I do, but you're like, dude. Treat dude, them like boom, family. Well, boom. what it comes down to is the salesman, um, they're on straight commission. There's no salaries for the salesman. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if a technician on a job site goes rogue and decides he's going to make a decision outside of the orders from the office, that directly affects the wallet of the salesman whose job it was, who, who mm -hmm. sold the job. So you're screwing with somebody's income, and yeah. and you can't do that. You know, yeah. nobody wants their nobody wants their income screwed with. So, right. um, it's you know, it, we just had to make it clear to everybody that hey, if if you want to do something different or better. Mm -hmm. Whatever you need to explain that and communicate to the salesman who sold the job and make sure they're on board right. with it before you do it. But they have the final say. Yeah. Um, communication between the, the techs and the office is critical to the whole operation. So we, add, we add, uh, added a system called Asana, and it's oh, yeah. basically a scheduling pro. Yeah. It's, we use it's Trello. A yeah. It's very exactly. similar, like project management yes. stuff. Yeah. And that way, it's every job can you can. The tech can put comments on. The salesman can put comments on. You can definitely not put what it was PDFs intended on. for. It's not intended for, but, but you found it's it, easy you made it and, work. It's, and we made it work. Okay, very cool. Yeah. So I mean, dude, that's what it's about, right? There's so much software, and Asana is very affordable. It's cheap. Yeah, I use Trello some for like um, new doors. We sell a new door, um, and it gets approved. It automatically goes onto a Trello board. Mm. The first line says like um, it, it's ported in via an email. So once they approve it, uh, an email goes in, it sends all the information and it says, you know, you have a new uh, new door sale. And then we move it over to the next card that says um, sold, uh, deposit taken, order parts. And then I know when it hits there, I got to order the parts. Sure. And then I move it over to the next one. It's order part parts ordered, ready to schedule. And then someone else picks it up, says, hey, Mr. Customer, we've ordered your parts. Here's the ETAO material. How, you know, I'd like to schedule an appointment with you three or four days after that. What day works best for you? And then we put them on the schedule, and then we move it over from uh, appointment needs to be scheduled to appointment scheduled, ready to install. And then once it's installed, we move it over to installed completed or installed warranty uh, more uh, additional uh, yeah, effort required. Punch list. Yeah. So Is, and that's all through Trello? Trello. It's freaking magical. So we've been looking. We looked at NetSuite. Uh, we're looking at a couple other full packages where you know every job gets assigned a number yeah. and from start to finish 
and we haven't selected one yet, but we haven't looked at Trello, so we'll... Trello's free. <laughs> it's free. That's the right number. Yeah. I mean, like, and it's probably not good for dispatching and stuff like that, right. but uh, but for project management and, and things like uh, pipelines for yeah. doors or sales, it's pretty good. Trello. Uh, but I'm a software guy. Yeah, okay. So prior to getting into garage doors, I was, I was sales uh, executive sales director for a software company. Okay. So I've got a lot of connections in the software world, and I've used a lot of different programs. Sure. Um, I know there's uh, Salesforce has a platform that's really strong on the front end mm -hmm. and has dispatch capability uh, from a third-party integration. Um, it's expensive. Yeah, right? it is really expensive. But here's the thing that I'm seeing with like dispatch software. And my biggest issue is I'm proactive about sales. Well, all the dispatch software out there happens, like the whole process starts when the phone rings hmm. or the lead comes in and then you input it and dispatch it. Right. What about all the stuff that happens prior to that, especially in commercial? And there's no good software out there that has that pipeline and sales process and bidding that wraps into the dispatch side and allows you to have a seamless flow. So what I've instructed my salesman to do for the time being, um, basically everybody's got a pad on their desk. It's a shit list essentially. Mm -hmm. And it is every day you're just adding things to the list and scratching them off. And if you don't have a list. One of the hottest topics with garage door companies in 2020 is what's the best dispatch software. I run my business with service Titan. I wouldn't have it any other way. Service Titan is the premium software that allows you to run every aspect of your business quickly and smoothly. It's not just a dispatch software. I use them for credit card processing, marketing automation, business intelligence, follow-up, and even maintenance agreements. My staff likes it because they can build quotes quickly and easily, and the price is already there. I like it because I get a ton of five-star reviews from customers who love the automated communication. We've seen a huge increase in our revenue, per job by offering set pricing and multiple quotes. If you're interested in scheduling a demo with Service Titan, go to servicetitan.com forward slash torsion talk or call 888-809-7457. Every day you're just adding things to the list and scratching them off. And if you don't have a list, you're you're in outer space and um, you're not doing something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. There's somebody who's going to be mad at you by right. the end of the day. Yeah. And somebody's going to be yelling. Yeah. And so we're still trying to figure out that all-encompassing software that, that handles all of it and that everybody can see. The other thing is now we're going to be having weekly meetings, uh, Monday morning, 9 a.m., everybody at the conference table. And I'm going to... How get, long are they going to be? They're going to be an hour-long meeting and try and condense Don't this. go over. One hour. <laughs> One hour. <laughs> One sure. hour and hear what everybody's doing, yeah. what projects everybody's on, what needs to be invoiced, to, you know, who needs help with this, who needs help with that. Yeah. So I can just get an overall picture of what's going on as I step more into this That's good. leadership role and out of being one of the salesmen. I tried to get my guys to self-report. Um, it was all right. <laughs> it was all right. <laughs> it was all right. <laughs> I think it takes a lot of persistence and... Uh, and, and training mm. to, to, to get it, you know, it's a it, the garage door guys, like all the guys that work for me have been contractors in the past and they come work for me and I've got all these like rules and like processes and, you know, I want you to do a safety inspection and take photos and right. upload them in a service Titan. And, you know, I want you to say this to the customer and I want you to walk through the customer after you're done, everything you did and show them the old parts and, 
like they're like, man, this is a lot, right? Like, but I paid the top end. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm trying to pay a lot of money because I know I demand a lot, and um, I just think that uh, with the software stuff, a lot of companies don't use a hundred percent of the software. Right. So when someone comes from another company into yours, it's kind of sticker shock when they're like, oh my God, uh, you, you gotta want- do it. Well, you don't want to make extra work. You don't want to make extra work or unnecessary work for right. people. Yeah. Um, the other big issue we have is, you know, no the salesmen aren't techs and the techs aren't salesmen Correct. typically. Um, I can do Mark, Mark is a hybrid. He's, <laughs> an, he's a special case. I can do everything. Nice. Mark yeah. here is a special case. But in general, the salesmen aren't techs. They go out, you know, they sell whatever it is. Occasionally, there's going to be a screw up, or it's, yeah. something's not ordered right. And you know, the tech has to understand that they're getting paid no matter what, yeah. and that not every job's going to be perfect. Right. And we do joke. The salesman always says, "Well, I just make it work." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? That's the salesman's mentality <laughs> sometimes. Just make it work. That's, that's I, a lot of the time. That's the garage door industry. We yeah. make it work. Do you know um, Door Guy Mafia? Yes. So Matt was on the show uh, yesterday. And we were talking about how good he is. He's not ashamed. Yeah, he's not ashamed. Like, yes. he knows he's freaking the man, right? Yep. So uh, everybody in his area knows he's the man, too. And so he was saying it's a good thing and a bad thing having a good reputation for your trade. He said, but the problem is, is now everybody knows I can fix it. So they don't put as much detail and effort into ordering it right. And when it gets there and they call them and they're like, hey, can you come do this? And he's like, you know, I have to modify a bunch of stuff to try to get it to work. And I was like, man, that really sucks. He's like, not really. I like it. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I wish I could hire you, bro. Like, no doubt. Because he's just, he's got that attitude. Yeah. Like, throw me your best well, shot. Everything's a puzzle. Everything, yeah. you know, and he loves figure it, it out. No, I I'm love with, that attitude. I'm it with it makes it that. interesting. You know yeah. I mean, I instead love of doing a door the same way all the time, yeah. you could got to modify something, you're good. Yeah. As an owner, when you have a guy on your team that's like that, mm. it changes the whole dynamic. I just hired an installer. Um, this dude hit me up on Facebook and was like, hey, man, you hiring? And I was like, I am. I was a little sketchy because I don't know him, you know, I never heard of him. Comes on and, dude, he might be one of the best <laughs> hires I've ever made in my life. He comes in. Every email we send him. He replies back enthusiastic with punctuation and yep. smiley faces. And, you know, like if we give him a hard job and he'll call me and be like, man, you threw me a curveball, Holmes. I, I knocked it out of the park, Bato. And I'm like, awesome, dude. You know, like, and he's just, he's he's Hispanic and he's got the little slang. So it sounds yep. awesome. What's and, his phone number? Yeah, right, exactly. But he, like, you can throw him curveballs and he's just, he doesn't complain. Yeah. He's the most positive person. You know what? That's that's such a huge thing, just not hearing the attitudes and the bitching and moaning yeah. all day. And for it's... me, like, I'm a people pleaser. So when I have three or four employees complain about stuff, I take it personally. Exactly. I hate that. I don't want to, but I do. And then I feel like, damn, man, man I'm not I, doing a good job. What am I and, doing wrong? Yeah, yeah and then I get, a... on, I get on to myself, and then I'm like, and then I get in the dumps. I'm not as motivated, and, and I don't think employees understand how much we carry, you know, because there's a lot of sh- stuff they don't see I was about to slip up you're right but I'm very passionate about this so as an employer we carry a huge burden you know I I go through times where capital's low and I'm very transparent with our team I'm like look it's tight 
<laughs> we're going to make payroll, but <laughs> right. you guys just know, don't go to Home Depot and buy the expensive tool. Get, get the cheaper one, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, But you have months like that, and, and yeah. you know, they don't understand the burden. We got 10 people and 10 families that we have to support. Yeah. And, and then, you know, when someone calls and complains, you're like, it just piles on. And you're like, damn, man. It's not General Motors, you know, it's a family business. Yeah. It's, and everybody's part of the family. Right. And everybody's treated that way. And so if people are upset or this or that, it's like, you know, it personally affects you. And you yeah. got you to gotta fix it or figure out what the deal is. Or, yeah. You know. I, yeah. I, I've gotten better about not getting in a hole and trying to dig myself out. But part of the reason I hired the general manager was so I could stay high up and focus on the bigger things and vision hmm. and not get pulled in, sucked into the little day-to-day stuff that really, really gets me. It's hard. Yeah, <laughs> it is. You know, I'd also suggest get get the salesman in the field a couple, you know, at least once or twice a month. Yeah. And spend Go a day in the field and see, hey, not everything goes perfectly. Yeah. Hey, sometimes it takes two hours to get through security and yeah. get, you know, and the forklift didn't show up and the this and the that. Yeah. You know. So Kelly, is he Atlanta-based? Kelly, yeah. loading dock equipment. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they're in Dallas, but okay. they were originally Milwaukee. Okay. Um, so they have plants all over the place. But I got you. But yeah. Now that was a. It's a gentleman that started it. Uh, Gary Kelly. Gary Kelly. Yep. And he's out of where right now? Well, Gary's Gary's dead. He's okay. Yeah, he, <laughs> he's he's passed along. But um, I, I thought I heard somebody telling me that recently that he was lived in Atlanta at some point. But I could have no, no. Uh, so basically, Kelly Dock Equipment, Circo, okay. uh, Amar Doors, Dynaco, Albany, TKO. Work me, look, do get me in touch with somebody. I need to get the lockdown on Georgia. On Georgia, uh, you need to talk. Is, you probably need to talk to Barry Grubb. Okay. He's uh, I don't know who that is. He's a one-man wrecking ball down there. Okay. His company is Ameridoc. And, oh, he's uh, already got it. Oh, oh he, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, he's, I mean, Atlanta, they got Coca-Cola. Yeah, got it's Pepsi, a lot. Got, I mean, Amazon's throwing up buildings everywhere, too. We've quoted 18 Amazons in the last three months, and I bet we'll get 75% of them. That's crazy. It's just been, it's been nuts. Well, thank you for coming on the show, guys. We really appreciate it. It was a great conversation. Absolutely. I enjoyed it. And uh, if you guys need anything, hit me up. Let me know. Definitely. Hey, guys, thank you for listening to Torsion Talk. If you uh, have any suggestions or feedback, make sure to like us on Facebook, and you can message me there. I respond to all messages on Facebook, just FYI. It may take me a minute. Give me, give me a little time, but I will respond. Thank you guys for listening. Have a great show.